Section 30 of Whom We Shall Welcome. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Andy Glover. Whom We Shall Welcome. Report of the President's Commission on Immigration and Naturalization. Part 5. Chapter 17. Additional Matters for Consideration The brief time at the Commission's disposal made it impossible to give detailed study to many matters brought to its attention during the course of the hearings, and subsequently in oral or written communications. The Commission's primary concern was with broad questions of policy affecting the more important phases of immigration and naturalization. The Commission has made an effort to discuss such other problems as in its judgment warranted treatment in this report. It has collected a wealth of information, most of which is incorporated in the printed record of its hearings. If the Commission's recommendations should be favorably received, the next step will be the preparation of a bill to carry them into effect. The draftsman must then assume the task of designing the legislative details of the recommendations and of determining what, if anything, should be done about the matters which the Commission was unable to reach. The Commission hopes that the President, or the appropriate committees of Congress, or perhaps by a joint arrangement, will form a group to draft a bill for early consideration by Congress. The Commission suggests that additional consideration should be given, among others, to the following matters. The Role of the Voluntary Agencies The great American voluntary agencies have played an important and increasing role in immigration matters, Non-governmental organizations representing the principal faiths in the United States, nationality groups, social service, and civic agencies, and others are taking part in the process of identifying and selecting aliens overseas for immigration to the United States, and obtaining sponsorships and resettlement opportunities for them in the United States. Their activities touch upon immigration at all stages and involve close cooperation with consular officers overseas, immigration and customs officials at the ports of entry, and public and private agencies seeking to aid the effective integration of the new American to his new life. During the past several decades, the American voluntary agencies have been particularly concerned with the problems caused by war. The conclusion of World War II left a vast homeless mass of refugees and displaced persons in Europe. The United States made an important contribution to the solution of this unfinished business of World War II by helping to form the International Refugee Organization and by accepting a share of such refugees and displaced persons under the Displaced Persons Act. The American voluntary agencies took an active part in providing supplementary food and clothing 
and other necessities of life for refugees, displaced persons, expellees, escapees, and other victims of the war and post-war upheavals. From this, their interests expanded to the attempt to help with a permanent solution of the problem, both in integration of such persons into the local economies of the countries where they resided, and by immigration elsewhere for a new start in life. Perhaps the greatest flowering of this new and important activity took place in the Displaced Persons Program. In its final report, The DP Story, the Displaced Persons Commission says, The American voluntary agencies played an indispensable part in the success of the DP program. Without their continuous and active participation, the program would never have been able to succeed. The voluntary agencies were one of the main ways in which recent immigration programs to the United States became instruments of positive, constructive, and humanitarian national policy. In the kind of an immigration policy envisaged by the Commission, the American voluntary agencies must continue to play an increasing role. The precise form of the relationship between the government in administering the immigration law and the American voluntary agencies in providing supplementary and complementary services needs to be developed more fully. The part to be played by the voluntary agencies in connection with overseas selection of prospective immigrants, their transportation, reception, distribution, and resettlement, and the subsequent responsibility within the United States are all important factors for determination. Until some of the issues raised by the Commission's recommendations are resolved, it may not be fruitful to attempt a final determination of these other issues. However, the Commission believes that they are of utmost importance and should be reached as soon as possible. The Commission suggests that in the determination of such questions, the fundamental objective should be the most effective joint utilization of public and private efforts and resources in developing and administering our immigration laws. Investigations The suggestion has been made to the Commission that the investigating responsibilities of the Immigration and Naturalization Service, particularly insofar as they deal with subversive activities, be transferred to the Federal Bureau of Investigation as of October 15, 1952, the Immigration and Naturalization Service had an authorized force of 7,204, of whom 907 were assigned to investigations. The Federal Bureau of Investigation has responsibility for the protection of the international security of the United States, except where the entry or deportation of aliens is involved, in which case the Immigration and Naturalization Service has the responsibility. The advisability of placing all such investigative functions in one agency has been discussed frequently, 
there should be a review of the question of responsibility for immigration investigations, especially in view of the Commission's proposal for a consolidated immigration agency. Migrant Labor One of the most troublesome problems arising out of the administration of the immigration laws concerns the hundreds of thousands of wetbacks who illegally cross the border from Mexico each year. Because of the recent survey by the President's Commission on Migratory Labor, this problem was not studied by the Commission, although some of the witnesses at the Commission's hearings addressed themselves to this question and urged that adequate appropriations be provided by Congress to ensure maximum effectiveness in administering the immigration laws. Procedural Problems Witnesses during the Commission's hearings called attention to particular procedures or requirements, which would seem to be worthy of further study. A few examples are 1. The requirement that the Immigration and Naturalization Service establish a centralized list of all aliens admitted to the United States. The Attorney General of the United States testified that this requirement would place a heavy burden on enforcement officials. 2. The apparent error pointed out in the testimony of the Immigration and Naturalization Service, by which the Act of 1952 in effect eliminates the proceedings for registry of lawful entry of aliens who entered the United States prior to July 1, 1924, although the new Act continues to provide for such proceedings. This occurred through the enactment of the provision of the Act of 1952, which retroactively made all such aliens subject to deportation, and thus automatically disqualified them from the benefits provided by the registry statute. This error should be corrected. 3. The procedure for selecting persons with special skills in granting preferred status under the established quotas. It was said that this procedure is dilatory and ineffective, and may defeat the purpose for which it is established. The regulations issued by the Immigration and Naturalization Service confirm the prediction of that service to the Commission that this provision would be troublesome and difficult. In this connection, as elsewhere indicated, Chapter 12, the Commission suggests that study be given to the proposals to restore the contract labor prohibition eliminated by the Act of 1952. 4. The provision of the law for rescission, without a hearing, of suspension of deportation previously granted upon a finding that it was improperly granted. 5. The adequacy of notice by publication in proceedings to revoke naturalization or to cancel citizenship documents. 6. The problem of travel documents. The Office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees called attention to the difficulties encountered by stateless refugees or displaced persons who are unable to obtain official travel documents. It was suggested that the United States issue a travel document 
to such lawfully resident aliens. Legal Problems Certain difficulties may involve constitutional issues. 1. The Attorney General of the United States called attention to the reenactment in the Act of 1952 of a criminal provision relating to transporting into or harboring within the United States of certain aliens, which a United States District Court had declared void for vagueness. He urged that this provision be clarified. 2. The failure to grant a hearing when a deportable alien claims he will be subjected to physical persecution in the country to which he was being deported. It was said that the failure to grant a formal hearing is unfair. 3. The authorization for conducting a deportation hearing in the absence of the alien, if it is found that he unreasonably fails or refuses to attend or remain in attendance at the hearing. Business Problems Various representatives of important business enterprises criticized provisions of the Act of 1952 as being contrary to national commercial objectives in the interest of the United States. 1. Representatives of maritime and airlines brought to the Commission's attention various alleged inequities of the immigration laws in imposing on them obligations for detention and deportation costs and in subjecting them to penalties for violations of the immigration laws by their passengers. They also called attention to other provisions which they regard as being detrimental to the proper flow of international trade and commerce. 2. Shipping representatives protested the procedure for individual examination of alien seamen under the new law. It was said that this would create additional financial burdens and would unnecessarily hamper maritime operations. The governments of Great Britain and France formally objected to the Department of State that this requirement would cause serious delay in the operation of ocean liners, great expense and deterioration of service to passengers. 3. A new requirement in the 1952 Act apparently requires a $10 fee for each worker who is permitted to enter for temporary work. The Immigration and Naturalization Service pointed out to the Commission that this provision would put a heavy and apparently unintended burden upon employers who import thousands of temporary seasonal workers for timber cutting, fruit and vegetable harvesting, processing, and canning. End of section 30.